On September 8, 1987, an elderly woman from Atlanta, Georgia, is taking a shower. Once finished, she exits the shower and finds a large puddle of blood in her bathroom floor. Startled, she goes to see if her husband is okay. Though he is fine, they locate blood in several other rooms in disturbing amounts. Where did this blood come from? You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of the Atlanta Bloodhouse. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist, and finally, cool basement. Yes, very much so. Finally. The man in the background that you hear is the one, the only, still reigning Pig's Feet champion. (laughs) 20th in the world, baby. (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) 20th in the world, I think. Third in the U.S., man. That's good, man. Not too bad, not too shabby. Man, I'm I'm enjoying this. It's not it's still not No, it's, it's not. not fall yet, but, but good lord. Sun t- tomorrow morning? Not tomorrow morning, but two days from now. It's both being the forties. You know, this is definitely not a a political or scientific um podcast by any stretch of the imagination. But that did you see what happened in Denver yesterday? Yeah. It went from eighty three degrees to eighteen in less than eight hours. That is insane. They uh, could you imagine that? I knew a guy that lived in Denver for a while, and he had called me one time. This was ten, twelve years ago, and he was like, "Man," he said, "I'm running around shorts, flip flops, sweatshirt." He said, "It's one o'clock in the afternoon." He said, "It's about sixty-two degrees." He said, "We go in to eat." He said, "And we stay there for about four or five hours." He said, "I walk out, and it's fucking snowing." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. It is. All right. Crazy weather. Crazy. But, you know, it's, it's, it's fake. It's a conspiracy. This week's <laughs> episode <laughs> deals with our most... We may break the what-the-fuck record. I don't know. I mean, I think... That I, I agree. This is going to be a bunch, but this is probably going to be a pretty short episode, I assume. But, again, we're in Georgia, man. We got We live in a weird-ass state. Yes, we do. We're like those guys from New Jersey. I can't remember their names, but I got several of their books. They just realized how strange their state is, and they just come up with weird New Jersey. And they published several books about how weird fucking New Jersey is. And then they branched out, of course, and now I've got their weird weird U.S. I've got weird Georgia. I've got all kinds of crazy books that they wrote. But we are finding out, man, the more we do, because, of course, we're trying to, to tie the beer to the state. I mean, to the case, and we realized very quickly that the beer selection in our state sucks, unless it's from Georgia. So, you know, the old standby, we're going to, if we find a genuinely weird case in Georgia, we're going to stick with it. And shit, we've done it again. Because this is extremely weird. I can't believe that I didn't hear about it until four or five years ago with it happening late 80s. But... And it happened on my birthday, man. Oh. I turned six years old on this day. It was yours. I mean, my, it must be something about... Your placenta. Aaron. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With that said, since we are doing Georgia, we have 
the Monday Night Brewing Company out of Atlanta. We are sampling their Slap Fight India Pale Ale. It is a fresh, dank, juicy beer. Goes right along with our dank, moist basement. I mean, I think this is one of, I think every single time except for twice we've had an IPA, so... Well, we had an Oktoberfest and we had fucking Fosters. Yeah. I, I, well, that's good. I tried to take a guess which one we regret. <laughs> I can att- I can attest that <laughs> we had, it wasn't the IPA. <laughs> you mean the Oktoberfest. Or that. Yeah. All right. Like Coach alluded to in the opening, we are diving in head first, not tiptoeing around this one. We're going to tackle the Atlanta Bloodhouse case. It's just crazy, man. And as the opening entails, and we will post a New York Times. This made the New York Times on September 12th, 1987. I mean, why wouldn't it? I mean, this is... I don't know much anything that's not more newsworthy than this. And it is crazy... You're dealing with Mr. and Mrs. Winston. Yep. Uh, she, uh, Minnie, yep, she's is 77 at yep. the time. William, her husband, is 79. 79, yes, sir. So, they're old. They are not long for this world. No. In fact, uh, William's response to this event, <laughs> asking, you know, if he was scared to live in his home, if he was blah, 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 if he, he was worried of an intruder, he was about, he said, well, I'm in bad enough shape as it is, so I don't really give a shit, <laughs> which you got to admire. I mean, I do, I do. When you stay, when you're staring down the barrel of your mortality and you can approach it with a funny, positive attitude, I just admire that because I'm going to be shitting my pants. Oh yeah. If you're, if this had happened to anyone in their fifties, much less someone in their seventies. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Eddie Murphy said, when you walk, if if he had walked into the poltergeist house, when they mm-hmm. said, get out, he'd have been like, nice house, I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would. But they had rented and lived in a six-bedroom, I'm sorry, six-room brick house located at 114 Fountain Drive in southwest Atlanta for 22 years. 1114, right? Yeah, that's 114. Yeah, that's it. That math checks out. That math checks out. It does. (laughs) I could have said it better, but I mean, thanks for correcting me. I wasn't correct. Appreciate that. (laughs) Going into this, she is taking a shower, gets out of the shower. You have to to point out the fact that when she goes to the shower, there is nothing there. Right. Because the amount of blood she finds in her bathroom floor would be noticeable before you get in the shower. Yes. Okay. She wakes her husband up after she gets out of the shower and finds the blood. No, she finds the blood, then wakes her husband up. She finds a disturb. Well, any t- any amount of blood would unknown be would be disturbing. But we're talking silver dollar sized pud- puddle, if not bigger. William, the husband, says it was copious amounts. Yes. 
He does. And it was splattered on the walls and floors in five other rooms. Yes. The kitchen, the living room, the bedroom, hallways, and the basement. And also inside a very difficult to access, if you're 70-something years old, crawl space. Yeah, it's odd. Um, It's everywhere. It's even found underneath their television. There's blood found underneath their television. What the fuck, man? Like, seriously. They had no pets, and they were pest-free, or as they said in 1987, they were free from vermin. Well, she's going to immediately check to see if her husband is wounded. He is not. So, they're going to think it's some sort of animal. There's no sign of, of, of forced entry. There's nothing amiss in the house. There's nothing missing from the house. There is nothing changed about their living situation except for a, quote, copious amount of blood. That's crazy. Yeah, she states in the article that she woke her husband up and said, come look at this red stuff coming out of the floors. She then states that I didn't get scared because I didn't know where it was coming from. It didn't look like blood, and it didn't smell like blood. So they contact the authorities, and Steve Cartwright, a detective, is assigned the case, and he comes to the house the next morning. And states, it's an extremely strange situation. I've been on the force 10 years, and I've never seen anything like this. No crime has been committed, and nothing was found to indicate any wrongdoing. They call in the state crime lab, and the crime lab reveals that the blood type was human and type O. However, another what the fuck. A huge what the fuck is the fact that... They are both type blood uh, A. Yes. Have A blood type. Mm, so that's not their blood. But it is proven to be human blood. Which is... I mean... How did this get... How, what, like, this, what the fuck, man? Amen. I, are we keeping track? Yeah, we are. That's a, so, we're up to four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So the homicide division, several days later, go to the house, and they're extremely skeptic. And this is Dr. Joe Nickel, Larry Johnson, Rick Moen, Rebecca Long, and Lieutenant H. Walker. And he helped Detective Steve Cartwright in the original investigation. According to Lieutenant Walker... They could not find why or how they would have hoaxed this. Yes, it is known that Mr. Winston was a kidney dialysis patient, and they wanted to chase down any of those leads. I had read an article or a a snippet somewhere, read it, something, I don't remember. Anyway, basically saying they they hoaxed it because they wasn't getting enough attention from their children. I don't buy that for a minute. At 77, 
they there's no record there's no prior ho- or hoax or pulling at heartstrings to get their children to visit them mm-hmm. and then why are you going to do that and then they stated that since he was on dialysis that he could have taken the blood for his dialysis machine and just spilt it all over the house i mean i i could buy into that if um it was this if it was the same type of blood Right, and that's what I, I kept reading all these, you know, they keep trying to debunk this, and they keep saying, well, they hoaxed it because he's on dialysis. It would make sense if it was type A, but it's not. It's type O. And everybody's like, well, that's a universal donor. They could have come in and, and busted a bag of blood. No, 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 no. Then it was hypothesized that the children were behind it, and they hoaxed it to have their parents legally declared incompetent for financial reasons. They they were renting a house. They were not wealthy. There's nothing in my research that would indicate that these people had a pot to piss in, much less money stored away for their for their children to to steal. I don't get it. I, I really I have yet to figure out why they want to people want to say that it's hoaxed. Hey, I say we go. I mean, we can go to this place. It's still there. We can go find out if it's a really nice home or if it's a big mansion or whatever. It's not. Six total rooms. Not a big not a big mansion. No. Not at all. You know, unfortunately for them, and there are a couple of pictures out there that show some of the blood, you know, and it looks like there's droplets of blood that's a little bit smeared on some... Some tile or some linoleum. I mean, it's, it goes from tiny spray, droplets that look like they've been sprayed on the wall to actual puddles of blood. We're talking small pancake-sized puddles. Silver dollar-sized puddles. And I mean, you may think, well, that's not really a big puddle. Well, it is to me. If I find any blood <laughs> and it doesn't come from my wife and yeah. we're the only two in the house, it's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal to me. I mean. It's been theorized that it was a poltergeist activity, but no one has been able to. Well, there's the. No um, previous. Uh, previous reports of. of Paranormal activity in the house. No more. No post reports. I mean, it's been since 1987. That house is still there. It's still occupied by somebody. Surely to God, if there's a poltergeist there, was it going to manifest itself one time? Yeah, I didn't get. It's going to manifest itself one time and go away and never come back. It ranked as one of the top 50 weird years. For the 20th century. Hmm. So out of 100, it was in the top 50. Yes. I'm trying to find the exact <laughs> same uh, or the, the exact number where it listed, but uh, so, I can't. It's just like saying, out of all the years in the 20th century, you were one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wow. was number 22. Ooh. What was number one? Uh, Hold on, I'll tell you. Number one was the June 1908 Tunguska event. Number two. Oh, oh, 
it's one of the top 50 strange events. Yes. I thought you said years. The 1987 was one of the top 50 strangest years. Well, it was strange for me. <laughs> I was a big whopping eight. Wow. I know. Old man. I am. Oh, yeah, that just, that, uh, that, uh, golly, I can't say that word. Say it again. Tunguska. 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 Yeah, that's strange. Uh, we may have to. The only other case about a bleeding house was in San Quentin. No, I'm sorry, St. Quentin Picardy in January of 1986. And then also, I'm sorry, there's two. A, another one in August and September of 1919. But these are all in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. But it was the one that one in 1919 had uh, petrol, paraffin, and some other oils mixed with it. They did tear open those houses and could not find anything. So yes, we are looking at a big, huge what the fuck. I'm trying to find it. I I, I previously tried to find it during my research, but. I was unable to, but I know for a fact that I read a story at some point in the past about like two a like a two liter puddle. I mean not liter pint two pint puddle of blood found in a jungle gym on a playground. Like you know, like a little fort like Yeah. Like they just find this huge puddle of blood no one there, no body, no footprints, nothing like that. I know for a fact that I read that somewhere. And I was fascinated by it. And I did try to find it. I mean, if I don't have an FBI... It, since since we started this podcast, if I don't have an FBI agent personally monitoring my internet activity before, I certainly do now. Because yeah, I, I've made, I'm ever, doing some weird searches. Yes, I'm right there with you. I would hate to know that I died in a car crash tomorrow because people would look at my search history and would be like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, I mean, when you're looking up blood found in Jungle Gym, you're going to get flagged. Oh, yeah. But I know for a fact that, that, that that's something. But I, I do believe that a crime took place there and they simply removed either the person ran away or whatever. But there was no blood trail. There was no... Like I said, no footprints, no fingerprints, nothing. They just literally found a big puddle of blood in this jungle gym. But other than that, this is the only real truly documented case of this happening. Yeah, Detective Cartwright would would go on record stating that he was guessing it was some kind of animal that had gotten into the house and was harmed. But again, the couple had no pets. There was not a rodent infestation. They didn't find any... Uh, signs of, you know, critters in the house, scat or fur or any of that. Well, I mean, it was proven to be human blood. Right. I mean, so that doesn't And like matter. you stated, there was some located under the damn television and in a inaccessible crawl space to two late 70-year-olds. They, the police, didn't really become concerned until they got the blood type back. Uh, William was retired from the National Screen Service Company and basically he was almost bedridden because he was on dialysis daily. 
crowds would be drawn to the house from all over the metro Atlanta area. The police had to declare the house a crime scene to keep people out of their yard. Um, by September the 11th that year is when it was public record that the blood was type O and William and Minnie was type A. What would be nice, and I have yet to find any research, was if any of these bloodstains had been saved somewhere that they could do a DNA profile on it to find out even if it was female or male. No, they actually said that um, it took them a long time to get the blood and um, they couldn't... The only thing they could do was verify that it was human and the blood type was the only two things they could get because of the time frame it took them to actually get the blood. Right, and it says that they actually, the first thing they did was send it to Grady Memorial Hospital to determine if it was human or animal and then it was another 13 hours after Mrs. Winston called police that the state crime lab was even notified. Yeah. Well, I mean, and with the, with the advances today, I mean, maybe they could probably t- tell, have a better opportunity to give more um, details. But, yeah, they, they stated if they would have only received the blood sooner, that they could have said, you know, whether the person was intoxicated, maybe give a profile of his race, uh, he or she's, him or her. However you want to say it. Yeah. Their race. Um, sex. Sex. A whole lot more details could have came out if only they would have got the blood in a short, in a shorter amount of time. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But at least they were able to tell us beyond a shadow of a doubt what blood type it was, and it was, human. and that it was human. Yeah. The blood type is very important because that completely eliminates the two occupants of the house. Correct. Uh, the director of the cl- crime lab, Larry Howard, would state that it looked like the blood was projected out of something or shaking off of something. Police would state that their office and the offices of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution had inquiries from across the Atlanta area and as far away as California and New York. One of the, I guess, wives' tales of this case was that the walls were bleeding. And they that, they stated that that was not... That's not the case. No. This is not leaking out of something. These are puddles of stuff. And, and, you know, like we've stated in the past, of course you have the crazies coming out of the woodwork stating that they can come in for a set fee and they can get all the blood out of the house. Psychics were calling saying they knew whose blood it was. But, of course, nobody would go on record... Unfortunately, the Winstons found themselves basically prisoners of their home because they couldn't go out due to everyone staked out around their house. And Mrs. Winston would state that she basically took the phone off the hook because it rang all night long and that she was just fed up with the whole thing. She stated, I'm tired of all these people asking me questions. I'm not getting any sleep. And people are coming out here to see it, and it is causing myself and my husband extreme stress. Someone stated that they heard from inside the house Winnie yell, What everyone is saying about this is all lies. 
just leave us alone. There's no blood in this house. Now get the hell away from here. Yeah, she's going to swear like one of the main um references. There we go. Yeah. I had a little brain fart there. One of the main references I got was a man on Reddit when they posted about the House of Blood. A man on Reddit posted. He said, hey, I wrote a book. Here's the book. It's free. Download it. Read it. Which is pretty awesome. The book is called Labyrinth 13, True Tales of the Occult, Crime, and Conspiracy by Kurt Roulette. Or Roulette, whatever. Sorry if I miss... If one of those should be right. <laughs> Chapter 3 is all about the House of Blood. I actually posted it tonight on our Twitter feed so people could see it. Uh, at least the my print off of it. And he is going to state that she is adamant. He actually calls her and talks to her. And she's adamant that it is not blood. It is a mixture of... Uh, rusty water. Rusty, muddy water. Yeah. And she's trying to downplay it just to basically get people to leave her the fuck yeah. alone. Rusty, moldy water propelled by steam is what she states it is. And I think it's a combination of two things. I think that's her trying to downplay it to get people to leave them alone. And I think she's trying to convince herself so she can stomach to live there. Because I knew. knew. But two things. If it's Muddy water prepared by steam because of some sort of leak in whatever, the the hot water heater or whatever. You still find it in five rooms. And they find it on the back door towards the bottom of the yeah. back door. Yeah. And the baseboards. That's not going, you're not going to see that. Oh, and do they, they, do also they really? That, yeah. They also, I didn't know that. They also said that there were, her explanation of the steam. Yeah. Uh, coming through the vents, there was no vent in the bathroom where she first found it. Hmm. So that kind of disproves her thing. And like you said, I think she's trying to rationalize it in her own mind so that well, she can go to sleep at night. You saying that there was blood by the door, I did not. I don't know where you saw that. Reddit. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I did find this book on Reddit, but I got off of it because I'm, I'm leaving that to you. I mean, that's what you like to do. You like Reddit, so I do love a little Reddit. You know, I I'm love just you. Not, I don't have the balls to go on eight chan or four chan. Well, four chan's <laughs> all right. Eight chan, you might not, you might not come back from that. But uh, you talk about FBI coming to visit. Yeah. Well, you saying that is really going. It really bolsters what I'm going to say happened when we get to our theories. That really, that really helps me. To know that. But, yeah, this isn't this isn't muddy water. No. It's the, just not. The Reddit reference is actually the New York Times article. Okay. And it says that one of the reporters had gained entrance, and he found spots of blood on the floor, lower walls of the living room, and a quarter-sized splotch on the black back door. And he states that in Paranormal Mysteries... If it was strictly paranormal, these blood spots kind of fade away with yeah. time. And this did not. This was more like something really yeah. nefarious had happened. Yeah. So, you know, the director of the crime lab, Mr. Howard, stated that it troubles me that we don't have any answers. And law enforcement would back that up, stating that they were sick at their stomachs with the lack of results in the investigation. But 
the supernatural does not tend to stick around for scientific analysis. However, the blood did stick around. And there's a whole thread on people arguing on Reddit on why Atlanta didn't saw or keep any of the blood for DNA testing. Well, hell, it was 1987. DNA was not even hardly thought of in the public eye. Yeah, I don't understand how police work was done before all this technology came around. I mean, 1987 is not that long ago. It's within our lifetime, but still, it wasn't as prevalent. There's a really funny joke by a comedian named John Mulaney. He's like, you know, police in like the 1920s. How did they do it? He's like, he's like, oh, you know, they're investigating the crime. And it's like, Detective Jones, I found a huge puddle of blood in the hallway. And he's like, gross. Now back to my hunch. <laughs> like... I mean, honestly, how did they do it? I don't know. I mean, it, it it's amazing how some of these older detectives really had a nose for yeah. I mean, some of the unknowns. One of the dumbest things I saw on Reddit was dumbass, and they, this guy even deleted his username. This is how <laughs> stupid it was. Clearly, the old woman murdered her young lover. It got messy, and she killed him, drug his body out back, and before his her husband woke up. Yeah, way to go there, genius. He's she's seventy seven, seven, and she's keeping. And to be honest, we if think a, about the seven, her being seventy seven, and her husband on dialysis. She is stressed to the max. She don't have time. Basically, she's taking a shower when he's asleep because she's yeah. constantly caring for him. Yeah, I mean, if you can be murdered. By a 77-year-old without the use of a firearm, you probably deserve to die. Yeah, that's true. And there's a picture of them in one of the newspapers. It may be the AJC or it may be the New York Times. But even in 87, you can look at them and think, eh, she's not stabbing anybody and dragging a body out of the house. She might stab somebody. But she's not dragging that body out of the house. And okay, let's, for whatever crazy reason, because we're trying to stretch this out, because we could probably end it right here, because we don't have any fucking answers. But uh, let's let's give this some legs. Okay, so where's the body? Yeah, because she's not dragging it down the street. Did she drag it outside and dig a fucking hole and bury it? All within, still sopping wet from her shower? I mean... Is that why she took a shower? She took a shower so she could get rid of the body. I mean... The other thing is that... But what's there, funny is this... Now, you will appreciate this. It says that for those of you saying that a ghost did it, was the ghost taking a nap for 22 years and then just decided, hey, fuck it, let's just bleed all over the house and see what these old fuckers do. <laughs> <laughs> There are some people on Reddit that have a sense of humor. It's amazing. Like, there's, I mean, just like, you found the blood on the, you found the report of the blood on the door. I didn't even find that. And I certainly didn't find any report of blood outside. No, I I didn't either. So even with my theory that I'm going to stick with, there's a huge hole in that because there's no blood found outside. There's no blood. What I think happened if it happened, there should be blood outside, but there's not. So 
Well, one of the theories, and we'll get into this later, was a hobo broke in to take refuge in the basement, and that's why the blood was in the basement. Okay, well, I'll give you the blood in the basement if a hobo broke in, but there's going to be there's going to be signs of someone crawling through that crawl space, and they they didn't. Um, and then there's another genius, well, and I'm going to call this one out because he's an absolute genius. Well, the, actually, the blood in the basement kind of pokes another hole in my theory, so p- my theory don't. Just went to shit in a hand. Yeah, my theory went to shit, but I'm still going to stick with it. All right, so this dumbass's name is Kill Surficity, and he states, I live in Atlanta. And look the house up on Google Maps. And this was five years ago, so we're talking 2014. This is a very rough part of town, and I'm sure it was even worse back in 87. Crackheads stumbling around, etc. Not some place you'd want to be outside at night. Probably some injured person who was bleeding and high on something got in to ask for help or was on drugs and thought it was their house and then just left. The homeowners were elderly. They may not have heard anything. Considering the area, I'd say it was a crime thing, not a supernatural thing. Did this motherfucker not read what he just typed? Because none of that fucking makes sense. None of it. None of that makes sense. Kill Surf Surf City, Kill Surfsicity, whatever the hell you go by, that was the dumbest thing I've read on Reddit. Well, um, I guess I have to change my theory because apparently it's the dumbest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> this goes to prove, ladies and gentlemen, we don't talk <laughs> before we record. Because um, that was almost word for word, my theory. It's possible, though. Crackheads are quiet. Highly improbable, but <laughs> but very possible. Very possible. Highly unlikely, yet very possible. Yes. Dude, it's possible. I mean, I'm thinking... I wasn't going to say crackhead. I was going to say some sort of crime was committed. Someone was assaulted, but crackhead makes perfect sense. And then here's another 50 cal shot into your theory. <laughs> another Reddit thing says, and this guy's name is Peppery Fish. Peppery Fish. He states that I think it's very unlikely that a vagrant broke in and bled under their fucking TV. <laughs> Well, okay. That's, Let's just set the bridge on fire. I mean, <laughs> well, when you put it that way. Coach, I do love you. Here's don't, what I was going to say. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This is what I was going to say. And the basement makes no sense. That's what really is a bad one for me. But I'm thinking these old old people accidentally left their their door unlocked. Bleeding hobo, crackhead, stumbles in. He's going to go to the bathroom to find, to try to patch himself up. Walks in, sees a 77-year-old butt naked in the shower, says, fuck that, I'm out. And as he's leaving, decides he's going to try to steal the TV because he's a crackhead. Oh, I like the way you think now. I do like now. All right, I'm I'm with you. Okay, I'm, I'm like I was over right. there like trying to like okay. sniper you in with okay. the crosshairs, and then I'm on the back of the horse. I'm yeah, like, all well, right, let's go, boy. And then he realizes that an old couple has an old TV, and if you have an old TV in 1987, it weighs 450,000 pounds. Yeah, it's going to weigh about 400 pounds. So he realizes very quickly he ain't getting that out of there. So he puts it down, and he leaves. 
And bleeds all over the goddamn place. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason, goes down to the basement and bleeds. Crawls in the cross space and bleeds. Okay, well, all right, well, all right. I'll have to admit, my theory don't make no fucking sense, okay? <laughs> but that's all I got. That's the only thing I can do to make sense of this. Uh, one of the theories was that this was a Civil War ghost who decided to fuck with these two old people. But let me explain to some of y'all that yeah. are not real. Yeah, if you... Don't know anything about Atlanta. From Georgia. Sherman burnt that fucker to the ground. To the (laughs) ground. (laughs) They call it the Phoenix City. For a reason. Because it rose from the ashes. There's not a freaking building in that city that existed before the Civil War because he literally burned it to the ground. The uh, house in question was built in 1945, so that just pisses on the fire of a night of a civil war. I mean, scorched earth. Hell hath no fury like Sherman. He cut a 40-mile-wide path from Atlanta, GA, to Savannah. And there is... Total tangent here, there is a plantation house in Cedartown that was dated before Civil War. And the only reason, and this is, I have no historical references, but this is the story that I had grown up on. The only reason that it survived was the lady of the house, her husband had been killed. She was severely allergic to strawberries. And so she would can strawberries to sell to make money. And she heard that Sherman was coming through. So she coated herself in strawberries, broke out in hives. And as soon as Sherman's soldiers and he arrived on the property, she ran out screaming, there's some unknown disease. Get away from here. Get away from here or you will be infected. And he turned and walked. Hmm. Again, I have nothing to back that up, but that is the old wives' tale. Well, and also before, when he entered into Georgia, he came through Chattanooga, Tennessee, ended up, went through Dalton, took the basically the path of I-75, pretty much, and ended up in the siege of Atlanta. So he really didn't start burning they did a lot of damage to a lot of things, true. But he didn't really start at the real absolute carnage until after the siege of Atlanta. He burned it to the ground. And then just that the long walk to Savannah, 40 mile wide stretch, burned everything in its path. Total war. He punished Georgia. And he wanted to deliver uh Deliver Savannah to the president to President Lincoln for his birthday, and he accomplished that goal. So yeah, no Civil War ghost people. No, sorry, not in the nineteen forty five house. So the one of the main theories is the children hoaxing the parents. That just don't make no sense to me either. That's a terrible prank. What financial gain do you get 
And they say, well, they wanted to, for the courts to find them mentally incompetent. Okay. But the blood was left behind. For the police to find. The police found the blood. They tested the blood. They found that it was actual human blood. So, essentially, you want to hoax your parents by making them seem mentally incompetent, yet you leave behind a shit ton of evidence for the for the police to corroborate their story. Yeah, I just don't... That don't make sense. No, it doesn't. And like you said, what financial gain is there? I mean, they're in their late 70s. He's on dialysis. They've, they have had to tap into every resource to keep him on dialysis. I just don't... I don't know. One of, and I will I will go back on my dumbest ever theory. And nope. they said, You'd said it. They said it's that out there now. it could have been a prostitute that was uh, going along your theory that had been basically the hell beat out of her and oh, she runs okay. into a house as soon as so, something she could find. So but again, It though, could be a prostitute, but crackhead's the dumbest fucking yeah, thing you ever heard in your thing. life. There are prostitutes. There's not crackheads in Atlanta? Well. There's not crackhead prostitutes? There, there may be a couple of them. What if it was a, cra- if it was a well, crackhead, crackhead prostitute? prostitute? Oh, I'm all over it now. I take a, I'll just, I'll crawfish backwards. I'm on your side, coach. She got off at the Claremont. <laughs> she ended her shift. I am dying. <laughs> I am absolutely dying. <laughs> <laughs> At the Claremont. Hell, if you'd have said the Omni Arcade, I may have pissed myself. <laughs> so, for those that do not live in Georgia or in the South, just to smarten you up a little bit about what the Claremont is, the Claremont is a strip club that has been open for about many a ruin, 50 many years. Many young boys. And they specialize in. Um, Extracurricular activities. No, let's just call them unique. Unique um, workers. Unique? Yeah, it's basically where strippers go to die. No. If, uh, At the Claremont? If you got some bullet wounds, some C-section scars. I'm about to die over here. If, I really if you've am. got... Stretch marks that look like the map of a major metropolitan city. Like Spaghetti Junction? Oh, yeah. If you got Spaghetti Junction on your thighs, go ahead and work at the Claremont. The Claremont Lounge. Ladies, if you work there now. It is an American institution. Every young man in Georgia. Has either heard of it or stepped foot in it. Has, needs to go there. I unfortunately must admit that I've never been there. No, I've not I did want to go. I have been to one off Peachtree Industrial that I got in free with my CDL. But now... And the lady unscrewed a light bulb to give my buddy a lap dance. I'm not sure it was a lap dance when she unscrewed the lap bulb. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> and I don't want a picture. It means that she was giving him a slobber knocker, if you know what I mean. Oh. Okay. And I'm not talking about with her uh, I got you. inner thighs. I got you. Um, yeah, I unfortunately have never visited, and that ship has sailed because uh, she coached. old 
I'm too old to go. Well, she coached put a knife blade in between my rib cage, and that's not going to happen, so we ain't going. But, yeah, Claremont Lounge, mm. if you ever come to Atlanta, hit it up. Anyway, I have no idea where we're at. Oh, we were talking about the case. Yeah, that would be good if we get back to that. So, essentially, that's it, man. There's no... There's nothing else. And if you research this online, there's not but about four or five websites to go to. Um, none of it makes sense. Um, well, what do you think if we just break down what do we think about the theories about what, what could have happened? Let's break down what could have happened. Okay, theories. I, I don't want to, but I will. I'll go on this side of it. I'll say that. Hold on. Let me, let me list them out and see if we got all the theories we can. All right. So let's start with we've got the dialysis. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That's good. So is the dialysis machine leaked? Is that what we're saying? Leaked. We're saying the dialysis machine leaked, or he, I guess my question would, in that whole theory would be, and you can put this under it, is is, is he the one that, that did the, does someone come in and put the bags of blood on for him? That's a good question. Or is he responsible? If he's having it at home, I'm wondering if they've showed Sean, Shari, Sean Connery here. Um... I wonder if they showed Minnie how to do it, and she accidentally punctured one and didn't know about it. Just a a whole. I don't know though. I go back. Like I'll go. We'll get into it. Okay, later. so go ahead. dialysis is one. Hold on. Crackhead hobo is two. So no, no, no. no. I I stopped on that. I apologize. I stopped on that because I looked it up. Type O negative. Is the universal donor type. And they just... Everything I say is type O. It just says type O. Is there even a type... Just type O? Or is it just O positive? Let's see. Or O negative? Because... There is positive and negative. I know that, but is there just O? Is there just O? So we have the dialysis. It's type O. Which... Everything we've looked at... Just says typo, and we have confirmed with the doctor she coach that there is a O positive and an O negative. There is no O. So when they say O, it has to be one or the other. If it's O negative, that's the universal donor. So uh, William could have been receiving O negative. negative blood. Yes, and that would have given an O result. Yes. So, okay. So that dialysis machine, blood leaking, is theory number one. Theory number two is something supernatural occurred. Theory number three is they themselves did this for whatever reason, to gain attention from their children. Theory four is their children did this to gain whatever small financial benefit. And then theory five is... Some sort of crackhead slash prostitute slash crackhead prostitute. Hobo. Hobo came in for whatever reason, left peacefully, but left a good amount of their blood on the floor. So. All right, let's go with one. The first one is the dialysis machine, right? Yeah. 
And honestly, now that we know that, if we could confirm that it was O negative blood, that would give more. I'm thinking that's the most logical. Yeah. Well, I would go with, and that's what I was going to say when we first started this. I would go with Occam's razor, and that would make the most sense. But there was a busted bag, and deal. and they didn't know it. But I guess my thing is trying to wrap your head around it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know though. I I, I just keep finding myself that still does not explain. That's why this makes it a good case because any logical explanation you can poke giant holes yeah. in. I guess my thing is, where was he receiving dialysis? That would be the first question. Is he receiving it in, in the his bedroom? kidneys? I'm going to slap you. <laughs> if he's receiving the dialysis in his bedroom, then it gives credence to why it was all over the house except for the crawl space. Or the basement. That, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. It doesn't make that. The first let. All right. Let's take out the crawl space in the basement. If he's receiving dialysis in his bedroom, there is a possibility that they take an empty bag that is somehow punctured, leaks in the bathroom, she's collecting trash, leaks here, leaks there, she goes out the back door, that that explains all of that blood. But again, it go you know, that the the biggest hole poked in that is there's blood under the T V, there's blood in the crawl space, there's blood in the basement. But there wasn't blood when she got in the shower either. Yeah, that's true. There's blood on the back in the back near the back door. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all fucked up. Though I will say that that's probably the most likely. Holly. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> it's uh, very unlikely. Yeah, highly possible. Mrs. Arlo is really considering three T-shirts. <laughs> Yours is one of them. Good. We need to make some money on this so I can, you know, pay some bills. But though the, I agree, I well, not agree, but I'm saying that that's the most likely scenario that happened. But it doesn't explain everything. No, it, doesn't it doesn't explain the crawl space. It, it doesn't explain the maybe TV. 70, 75% yeah. of it. Okay. Theory two is supernatural. If it's supernatural, we can explain everything. It's super. A ghost did it. But like it can that, be anywhere, right? But like that guy said on Reddit, they've been in the the house for twenty two years. Did they just? She just accidentally pisses it off when she goes to the shower that night, and he's like, "Hey, let's fuck with them, and we're gonna put blood all over the house, and then we're not gonna do it again." I guess that's my thing. There's nothing leading up to it that was Who's supernatural. And there's nothing afterwards that was supernatural. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. This, this is a one-time event. Where's Zach Baggins when you need him? Zach Baggins. He's the one that bought that fucked-up house in Ohio. He's the ghost hunter. Oh, I don't know who that is. Coach. I don't care who that is. Coach. <laughs> I don't. Coach. Anyway. Mountain S- monsters. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paranormal explains every single solitary event that happened that night, but it doesn't explain anything else. It doesn't explain why it never happened before. It doesn't explain why it never happened again. It doesn't explain anything other than, oh, the ghost put the blood there. And I think that's a cop-out. I think that's just too easy. I do too, and I think also the fact that you didn't have any anyone contact her... Or her husband, and I don't want to say scientifically, but 
explained to them that they wanted to do some kind of ghost hunt to see if there was a poltergeist in the house. Yeah, that's true. You know, they didn't invite a priest over, a pastor, nothing to bless the house. Well, that none that we know of. Right. I mean, of course, we were limited. But like you said. We're limited to what was reported. She did try to rationalize everything in her head so that she could go to sleep at night. I think so. I really do. I think she's just like, no. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Like, this not, that wasn't blood. You guys are crazy. Why would you ever, yeah. Yeah. Why would you ever think that? It's because I'm trying to, I'm trying to freaking sleep. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so our next theory that... Next theory is they did it. To what end? Yeah. Is my biggest question. Yeah. That's they, a, they that's a big... They did not receive I mean, that's... any money. They received, as she stated, unwanted attention. She was basically a prisoner of her house for several days after the police came, and the police even had to rope the house off as a crime scene to keep people from just walking in. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy the fact that they did it just for shits and giggles. Plus, here's my another thing. Well, At 77 and 78, why are you wanting this kind of attention? You know, he's retired. He's on dialysis. He just wants to live the rest of his life in peace. Yeah, again, I'll go, but I'll, re, uh, I'll re-quote his... What he said is such a badass quote. He's like, I ain't worried. I'm in bad enough shape as it is. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah, I, mean, I don't care if they're li- It's basically saying, I don't give a damn if the murderer's living here, man. Let him take me. Take me now, Lord. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's, I, I've not talked to anyone on dialysis, but you know, it's, it's taxing on Oh, yeah, man. That's, mentally and physically. Basically, your kidneys don't work anymore, and the machine is keeping you alive. That's what it is. Oh, I agree. I mean, but I that's mean, terrible. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's no reason. I just don't see a 79 and 77-year-old spraying blood all over their house, going down to the basement, going into the crawl space, spraying blood all over their house just to get their son to call them. Here's my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, I agree with you. But here's my thing. Could you imagine? Let's just chase this for a second. Could you imagine? Let's put ourselves in there. Hey. Wait, if we're, if, we're, if we're putting ourselves in their shoes, am I the man or the woman? You're the girl. For real? Yes, you have to be. You took the shower. Because my kidneys are shit. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, my liver's got. <laughs> I promise we, we you. We both got one foot in the grave, one on the banana peel. <laughs> my liver ain't what it used to be. Now, here's what's funny is, how are you going to approach the other one from the, from, hey, you know Jimmy ain't called us in a couple of weeks. What will you think if I take this bag of blood that you've been running through your kidneys? Let's spray this fucker all over the house. See if he'll call us. <laughs> and at 77 or 78, right. they've been married so long. I bet they got married when they were probably, what, in their teens? Easy? Cause yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the way of the world back then. Right. Okay, so... I guarantee you they're strong enough in their relationship that he, one of them probably, whoever approached the other one about this theory would have said, have you lost your damn mind? Just call the boy. Yeah, <laughs> just call him. It's 1987. <laughs> Leave a message. we got an answer machine. <laughs> Could you imagine Seinfeld's parents going through this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I was not an avid Seinfeld watcher, but I promise you, Festivus oh, is right up my alley. Yeah. That is, 
the airing of grievances and the fucking wrestling. To, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that holiday. I celebrate that shit. Yeah. Okay. So no reason for the parents to do it. No reason for them to do it. All right. Let's chase the kids angle. Why? To Yeah. To what end? No one has researched it well enough to say that they were sitting on enough money that it would make the children's lives better. Well, I mean, if you really want to make your life, children, you want to make your life, you're so selfish that you're going to try to get traumatize your, your fucking you're going parents. to traumatize your parents to the point where they're declared mentally incompetent, possibly put in a home. Why not just kill them? If you're too easy. Well, wow. hey, 87 Tylenol. <laughs> was that 87? It was in late 80s. Man, that's a that bitch was fucked up. That's a fucked up case, man. Yeah, they they rented a house. They didn't even own a house. Yeah, and they had rented it for twenty two years. And if you see the pictures of the, the the gentleman and his wife, it's not a luxurious home. No, and the, I have a picture that we'll post to our social media pages. It's a basic brick home. Yeah, it's just basic. It's a basic bitch. <laughs> With pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. And Uggs. Yeah. So, no, kids didn't do it. Is that it? Like, no, we got crackhead. Crackhead oh, yeah, hooker. crackhead hobo. Yeah, hookers don't fart. They just let out little prostitutes. <laughs> Glittering rainbows. Glittering rainbows. That's where all the glitter's going. Yeah, that's where <laughs> yeah, it is. The glitter is used for prostitutes. <laughs> um... All right, so let's chase this fucker. All right, I'll give you... No, I won't even give it to you. Okay. I'll, ch- I'll just Here's say... what went down. Crackhead is injured. Are we saying just crackhead or crackhead prostitute? Crack... I don't care. Let's go crackhead prostitute. Crackhead prostitute Gets is... Gets shit beat out of her because she injured. didn't swallow. I don't care how she got injured. <laughs> this is what I think went down now that we poked so many holes in this dialysis thing. Okay, crackhead prostitute gets injured somehow. She's so high on the crack, she does not realize that she's bleeding. She don't even know at the time. She snapped her stiletto. She comes into the cut house. cut her ankle. She comes into the house. Thinking it was abandoned because there's no lights on except well, the bathroom. Thinking the bathroom's essential she room. tried the door, door opened. She got in. She turned the TV on and she bleeding. Well, everywhere. she she went from room to room looking for valuables. Did not find any because they ain't rich. Finds a crawl space. Thinks, hey, that's where they gonna keep the gold doubloons. <laughs> and she crawls into the crawl space. One-eyed Willie. Don't find them there. Okay. Picks up the TV. Not only is she a crackhead prostitute, she's a bodybuilder. Attempts to pick up the TV. Squirts blood all over there. Squirts blood all over there. At that point, realizes she's bleeding. And says, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. I know. She says, oh shit, I gotta go to the bathroom to check my wound. I like where you're going with this. Walks into the bathroom, realizes. Oh fuck, the shower's on. Oh fuck, the shower's on. There's There's a... 77 year old lady nude I gotta get the fuck out of here turns around leaves 
Drops blood on the. I like it. I mean, case solved. That's it. We solved one. But, <laughs> but, why is there no blood found outside? Why is there no blood on the porch? Why is there no blood? She grabbed a roll of bounty <laughs> as she's exiting. I, well, maybe. Stops the bleeding. Sprints 60 yards up the road. Dives into a storm drain, and the clown from it gets her. <laughs> well, other than the clown from it, that makes just as much sense as anything else. True. I mean, honestly. All right, so I really thought we would get way higher than this, but as we speak, we are up to 12 what-the-fucks. Well, it's not bad, but I think I think what it is is we're really getting into these cases more so than we're being aware of the 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 what-the-fuck. We're just accustomed to, oh, this is a what-the-fuck moment. We just don't even stay. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I think I can't, I can't think that's part of it. I think we're kind of comfortable in the weirdness now, and we're not addressing it. Like, at the early stages, we were just like, man. It's kind of like Kylie in her store where she has Meth Mouth Judy and that lady from Dick's Donuts. <laughs> I mean, she's just used to crazy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is, what, episode 14, 15? Yeah, I mean, we're 15 episodes into this. We've dealt with some crazy shit. Yeah, we have. A beheading. Yeah. Eight crackheads. Prostitutes in Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, Some crazy-ass robotic voices. Yeah. uh, South Dakotians disappearing, reappearing. Um, Frozen (laughs) craziness. Glitter. Yeah. Glitter. Dale Jr., which we might not even release yet. Depends on when we do, but... It's a big one. We've dealt with some crazy stuff, so I do think we're kind of getting a little more comfortable with it, and we're not being aware of our our count, but that's okay, too. I don't think people are tuning in for the fucker scale. I think ah. they're tuning in because... We're two dumbasses in the basement. Well, and that they're personal friends of ours that they yeah. feel obligated. <laughs> We've got to listen to the next one. <laughs> they may get better. Yeah. I've got some feedback on that glitter episode, and it was not positive. Some of the most positive people in my life were like, that shit sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll try to be better about that. But All right, our theories. What? That, I don't have one. <laughs> I mean... One I mean, of, this is just... One a, of those five things... Ha- one of these five things had to happen. Do you agree? Oh, I agree with you, but I... But none of them make sense. No. There's no reason for any of them. I mean, you and I both, I would say, believe in the supernatural. I do. I want to. I have not seen any proof of it. But supernatural? Gotta be. I think that's one of the more plausible ideas. It's extremely noteworthy when you have four plausible... Well, maybe not plausible. You have four theories, five theories... And the most likely is supernatural. That's very telling about the weirdness of this case. Extremely weird. It's. I go back to the fact that this is a one-off for the the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, twenty-two years in the house. Nothing reported. Leading since up to it. it. I don't know when they passed away, but did they leave? All right. Let's just say they they both they both passed. Well, he was early not 80s. long for this world. 
Okay, so he... He was not long for this world. So he probably died very soon after. Well, the guy that wrote the book, contact. I think he stated that he contacted them six months afterwards, after mm-hmm. it had died down. Mm-hmm. So they may have passed at 80. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, don't, I guess that's the biggest what the fuck. Well, in this, in the article, they talk about the Georgia skeptics, which is, a you know, as it clearly states, they're skeptical about everything. They're not going to believe supernatural. It says, Indeed, here for editorial balance is a synopsis of a report pe- prepared by Rebecca Long of the Georgia Skeptics Group. Several members of the Georgia Skeptics also investigated the Winston case in 1994, and according to their report, were told by the police detective in charge of the case at the time that it was his professional opinion that someone had deliberately splattered the blood around the house as a hoax, further stating that the family problems apparently existed, which gave either the Winstons or the children a possible motive for perpetrating such a hoax. The detective believed that the Winstons could have had access to human blood because of Mr. Winston was a kidney dialysis patient, leading to his suggestion that one or both of the Winstons might have hoaxed the blood incident in order to get more attention from their children. The detective also stated that the Winston's daughter worked in a hospital and had access to human blood, and he hypothesized that the Winston's children could have hoaxed the blood in order to have their parents legally declared incompetent for financial reasons. Those theories are, of course, as viable as any supernatural explanation would be, but it's important to remember that although the Georgia skeptics take the time-tested rational logical approach, their conclusions are still only so much speculation, as much so as the supernatural ones. So as no real evidence for the greed or sympathy theories exist beyond what circumstances may appear to suggest. So even the skeptics say what the fuck. Say what the fuck. They can't explain it. There's no evidence. So even someone that their tried and true methods are to debunk are specific to debunk supernatural things can't do it in this situation. I do like the fact that we both entered this episode as this is going to be extremely short. We're just <laughs> not going to have enough. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, the facts of the case, 10 minutes. Yeah. Because there's nothing else out there. And I mean, this is, people are really getting, um, our listeners are really getting to see kind of what happened before we started the podcast. Because we... <laughs> We wouldn't even really discuss the case together. We would just get together and be like, man, what the fuck? Have you read this? <laughs> like, what is going on here? What do you think happened? And we just sit here and talk and talk and talk till our wives forced us to leave. <laughs> well, like we have just, stated many times before, we're not here to give you answers. But I want answers. I do too. Every case is, we've done, I want answers. But that's the that's the biggest, saddest part about it is we're frustrating ourselves. We are. We're not we're only literally are we frustrating, frustrating ourselves, ourselves, we're frustrating ourselves weekly. I mean, heck, doing the research almost daily. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, we are. All right, so, all right, with that said, we get into our recommendations. You want to start us off this week? No, I'm going to turn it over to you first, my friend. Oh, man. Well, I am going to recommend not a Twitter page, an Instagram page, a Facebook page. I'm just going to recommend this one quote that I happened to see 
earlier this week, and I think it rings true with a lot of things going on with every everybody. And it is, do not accept criticism from someone you would not look to for advice. That's a good, that's a good quote, because it's true. I mean, well, I think we put too much into other people's opinions. Yeah. I think that we allow them to take power over our lives. And just remember, they're not thinking about you when you're sitting there in the shower thinking, well, I should have said this. You know what? Fuck them. <laughs> Feed them fish. There you go, man. And that's my recommendation. That's a good one, brother. I'm going to recommend two things. Just just reiterate the, the book that I got this chapter from that we referenced several times. Uh, Labyrinth 13, True Tales of the Occult, Crime, and Conspiracy by Kurt Rowlett. If you want to find that book, just Google uh, we'll get on Reddit and look up the Atlanta Bloodhouse and just read some of the comments. I think it's the highest pinned comment. And he just says, hey, I did a book and I did a whole chapter on this. Here it is. And you just click on the link and you can download it and it can be yours forever. And he has a lot of other what the fuck cases in Yeah, I'm going to check out. I'm going to check out the rest of the book. I did yeah. download it and save it on my computer. And more than likely, we're probably going to... Uh, do another case from the book itself. And if we do, we will certainly um, reference it. Because, you know, free material, that's pretty awesome. I mean, just give your stuff away for free. Can't beat that. But, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend a YouTube page. I got away from it last week. I recommended a TV show. But this week, I'm going to recommend a YouTube page called Kaylee Elise. And she has some very, very wonderful videos about mysteries and disappearances and murders she um she does do videos on the longer side we're talking about an hour so if you're into podcasts like we are you'll be you'll fit right in with this you don't necessarily have to watch the youtube page i mean it's good if you do she's got a lot of wonderful pictures it's very well edited but you can just listen to her if you need to if you're in the car just put it on your bluetooth and listen as you go but unfortunately i'm recommending her very too late a little bit too late because she has shut down her youtube page because youtube is demonetizing pretty much everything that we hold true and dear in our lives everything that involves a mystery conspiracy murder whatever YouTube's demonetizing, and those people are just saying, fuck it, and they're leaving, so. If you know where they're going, please drop us a line at any of our social media pages, because we'd love to actually follow them. Yeah, I mean, Rob Dyke or Rob Gavon was going to do content every single day. They demonetized him. Now he does something once every two or three months, just to keep himself relevant, I guess. She stepped away forever. Night Terrors, one of my personal favorite pages of all time. He stepped away because they demonetized him. He had to go get it. He's got a regular job. He was making. He was living off YouTube. Now he's working a damn like secretary, uh, administrative assistant type job, and that's just sad. But it is what it is. And this is where our procrastination has actually helped us. We seriously considered 
doing a YouTube channel. Yeah, Thank but, God we did. Yeah, it seems kind of pointless. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> but with that said, we uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we're done with today. Oh, even though you're going to hear this two weeks from now, it is Friday, October 11th. There have been several mentions in social media on the Twitter, on the Instagram, True Crime Garage, James Renner. All kinds of people are quoting that there's something big about to happen in the Maura Murray case. But by the time you hear this, it will probably happen by now. And if it does, we will post immediately to our social media pages. Uh, this is a case that we we both love. Yes, we don't. We won't cover because it's been done so many times and so much better than we could ever do. But it's my favorite mystery case of all time. It had by a wide margin. I would say it happens to be what started me even chasing yeah the, the true crime. It's I mean essentially it was really the first internet age mystery. Yeah. And James Renner, who wrote a book about Maura Murray, said tonight, five hours ago, there's something brewing in the Maura Murray case and it's going to, quote, knock your fucking socks off. And to me, I don't think he's going to say that unless it's something good. That's just me. Maybe I'm completely wrong. No, I agree with you. I think it's got to be monumental. Yeah. And we we learned today that her boyfriend was actually brought up on sexual assault charges yeah. very recently. So that it may be playing into that. It may not. But, man, I'm excited. I, I am too. I can't wait. But, again, unfortunately, by the time you hear this, it will it'd be probably old be old news. Internet probably done forgot about it by now. But, but that's okay. Because we won't. No. We champion it. If... We we are we are hell bent on not bothering people. We've had several a few cases where if we reached out, the people involved would talk to us. But we don't want to bother people. But if she's alive, I'm all over it. If she's alive, if, we'll do an episode. If she's alive, I'll, I'll try to contact her as as many times as necessary to get her on the show. Be like, look, there's literally dozens of people that want. <laughs> listen to this show that, that want to hear from you at least 13 <laughs> uh i will say and i this is not a recommendation but this came from someone that reached out to us via instagram and he has suggested a case in arkansas and to you sir we that is in the works we Hopefully, we'll get that before the end of October. Um, well, if we want, we can just do that one and then have you choose, since that's a user-chosen cho- one, we can just do that one and then pick right up on your next choice. I know what your next choice is. Right. I, I agree. I think we, well, we can we just fit We can just it. fit it in, you yeah. know. And so, thank you for reaching out to us. We really do appreciate any suggestions, criticism. All of that. You know, we're just, again, two rednecks sitting in the basement drinking beer, talking, hoping somebody likes it. With that said, Coach, uh, deuces.